yeah. Listen to that beautiful music come through. Bringing it back old school 90s style. And we are live back in action on another wonderful Wednesday where we get wacky and weird in the wild world of NFL football and more on the 33 podcast with Tricky Nikki Gist, the real deal, Damian Adams, and myself, Jason Fearman. This show is brought to you by StreamYard and presented by the Sports Column. Let's say hello to the crew, starting with the ladies first. What's up, Nikki Nick? What's happening? What's up, guys? How are you? Oh, happy to be oh, here. Get my two hours of like laughter and fun and, you know, make the week better. Yes, yes. That's what we need. Again, it's the therapy that we need on the Hump Wednesday action over here, Dean. And again, I, man, I saw you off there with that shirt, A Different World. You're bringing me back to when I was a kid, bro. I love it right there. Oh, yeah. You know, I always got to represent the 90s when I can. Different World was definitely a classic late 80s, early 90s show. It's one of those classic shows that last the test of time, just like the third and three. Let's get into another great one. Ooh, I like yeah, it, man. Right. Ready, ready to go. I got an air cut for the show today, guys. I don't know if you could tell because I'm always wearing a hat, but um, I'm going in. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the air. It's going it off a little bit. Yeah, real quick before we get into sports action. Um, so I'm sitting there, and anyway, she does my hair cutting, whatever, and she goes, do you want me to do your eyebrows? I'm like, what do you mean do my eyebrows? I'm like, what's up with the eyebrows? She goes, well, they're a little thick. I'm like, okay. Well, I'm like, well, what are you going to do to them? Like, I don't know. It's like, what are you talking about? She's like, no, I'm just going to take the buzzer over it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm picturing like she's going to shave an eyebrow off or something like that. But you know <laughs> what? It came out good. So it was the first time I let it happen in 41 years of my life. And you know what? I'm cool with it. So it's all right. It's all right. I wasn't fishing for a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, eyebrows have become like a big thing. I feel like the last five years, like your brows have to be on point. Uh, yeah. Mine don't grow at all. Like I have the same eyebrows <laughs> I had when I was like 10 years old. So I have to worry about it. But <laughs> but brows have become a big thing, especially for women. Like if your brows are on point, women will call oh. you out and women will see it. I, listen, I, no one call I, me I, out. You know, I gotta get my hair done. You know, I'm trying to last till this wedding. So it's a rough one for the next few weeks. <laughs> When I was younger, I was told, like, I swear to God, a girl told me once, you have the most perfect eyebrows. I'm like, thank you. That's the most awkward, weird compliment I ever got in my life. <laughs> but apparently, they start bushing out when you get, you know, past your 40s. So everybody watch out for that right oh, there. Oh, great. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. D, early warning right there, bro. So, you know, if they're not, you know, you're in good shape, man. They're not growing. You're all right. <laughs> Um, and you know who might be all right, actually, with the little whoop, segue over there into neighborhood news, Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson looking to come back week one. So I think that's great news, obviously, for the Colts. It's just that Carson Wentz is going to miss a lot of camp. Quentin Nelson, fine with that. But um, yeah, D, I mean, Carson Wentz is going to miss some time and they have a rough you know, beginning to their schedule. But this is good news. Oh, it's awesome news for the Colts because they were really out here trying to have competition between two guys we haven't heard of. Uh, so it was something <laughs> that you were really worried about if you were a Colts fan. Uh, you, hopefully it's not too soon uh, with, you know, somebody like Wentz with his injury history. He hasn't, you know, rushed back and get re-injured because if he gets re-injured, that could be, you know, something that's season ending. So hopefully yeah. both guys come back healthy for week one. It might be a little rusty without the practice, but you'd rather have them there than not. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So, I, you know, I know, uh, Nikki, both of you guys picked Tennessee. I know this doesn't change anything for you, but it does change things for Colts fans, you know, going forward. I mean, all in all, even though Jacob Beeson will be taking all the snaps during the preseason and a lot of the number ones and everything, you still want Carson Wednesday. That's what you went and got. You wanted him. 
Yeah, fans must be like, man, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, for now, Sorry, really. we don't know. We don't know. Like, let's see where we're at week seven. He's injury prone. Like, it's just going to happen, right? I feel like hopefully he can last the season, but I, I don't really trust it. Something else will happen along the way. But for now, looks like he can come back. Sigh of relief. I don't have to change my prediction or anything. So, <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel with Jimmy G when he goes out there. But luckily, we have a nice insurance policy with Trey Lance over there. More than an insurance policy. Freaking great. Um, talking to more quarterback action over here. This um, is totally off the cuff, you know, just out of nowhere. I've been thinking a lot about Aaron Rodgers and his legacy and how, you know, John Elway's got his two Super Bowls. Montana's got four. Brady's got seven. Peyton Manning's got two. Eli's got two. Aikman, Troy Aikman's got three. Uh, Steve Young, he only got one. Um, you know, but I think of guys like Warren Moon, who was good enough to get one. Patrick Mahomes, who already has one, went to another Super Bowl. And if offensive line was there, then, you know, maybe Terry Bradshaw's got four. Uh, Dan Marino never got, but he we consider him one of the greatest of all time. So I wanted to ask each of you guys where Aaron Rodgers is right now, only been to one Super Bowl. All right. And obviously they won it, but we're going back to 2011 right now. I believe the year was 2010 or 2011 when they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. When I look at Aaron Rodgers, and I'm taking Mahomes out of the equation just for a moment, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen actually play. Like, just all the tools given everything. But he's only got the one Super Bowl appearance. Now, it's more of a team game. I understand that. But, D, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't get back to a Super Bowl and win one, whether it's with the Packers or another team, do you think that diminishes where he is on the all-time list? Is he still a number five guy? Or do we have to look at these other quarterbacks I mentioned and say, you know what, they got the hardware? No, for me, I don't judge by Super Bowls alone. Like, it's a bonus for me, especially in football, because football is the ultimate team sport. So you mentioned a lot of great quarterbacks who don't have multiple rings or don't have a ring at all. You know, Drew Brees only has one. A lot of those prime years where he was phenomenal and getting 5,000 yards passing, the Saints defense was horrible. So that's mm-hmm. something that you can't put on him. Now, when you look at, at some later years, you're like, man, if we would have had the defenses we had the last four years during Breeze's prime, maybe the Saints have more than one Super Bowl. So it all depends on what your situation is and how you perform as an individual and along with those rings. So for me, when I see somebody like Aaron Rodgers, like you said, the eye test shows us he's the most talented guy we've ever seen. Has he come up short in some playoff games? Yeah, but it's not on a Peyton Manning level. Like with Peyton Manning, it was a – and he really does perform well in the playoffs. With Rodgers, it's a play here, a play there. It hasn't been like a thing that you can point to in the stats and say, oh, he's not good in the playoffs. So if he doesn't get to the Super Bowl, as long as he's performing well, I think his legacy is already set as a top five QB all time. Okay, I like it. All right, you went nice in depth over there and, you know, mentioning Drew Brees in that situation where he only won one, obviously, but still having all these records and, and whatnot. Nikki, that's something that Aaron Rodgers can hang his hat on to, having certain records. His touchdown to interception ratio is best of all time, and that's one of the things that you can measure a great quarterback by. But like D said, his stats are there, and we've seen the eye test. We can't point to many times where he's actually screwed up in his career. But does the fact that he's only been to one and won one hurt his legacy compared to some of these other quarterbacks in your opinion no, no i don't think so okay why would it hardware because pe- hey look you talk about eli Manning. look i'm not gonna i'm not trying to pick on you but eli manning is a great example of a guy who's got two rings who's like going to the hall of F- we know he's going to go into the hall of fame eli manning with his two uh-huh. super bowl rings and MVPs. but 
he's not better than Aaron Rodgers. We understand yeah. that. But I, I think that, you know, that's that's what's going to get Eli in. Had that not happened. And it's hard to say had that not happened. I know that's not fair, but ugh, I don't know. I don't know. As much as I, you see, I think Aaron Rodgers without all that stuff, him and John Elway are the one, two, like in my opinion, that the best that I've ever seen. Again, taking Mahomes out of the equation for now because I want to see his whole career, even though he looks like he's going to be one of the greatest ever, if not that. Got to catch Tom Brady with seven Super Bowl rings. But, yeah, I was just curious what you guys thought about that, you know, because I, I, I do agree. It doesn't hurt it for me either because, like you said, D, it's the ultimate team sport. It really is. So, all right. I like that. All right. I wanted to get your opinions on that. Um, same with quarterbacks for a minute. Josh Allen got paid mad money, six years, $258 million. So the kid who, you know, like was a wild card when he came out from Wyoming, he was like this gangly guy who threw a lot of interceptions and we didn't know what was going to happen, but he totally evolved and he got paid for it big time. And that's great for him. Um, but a lot of people are asking now, the question is, uh, Damien, what happens to Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson? Are they privy to get as much money as Josh Allen just because Baker Mayfield was the number one overall pick or Lamar Jackson is a former MVP? Are they as good as him? Do they deserve as much money as him? Take both of them, Baker and Lamar. What do you think, then? So I'll go with Lamar first. I think Lamar can ask for just as much. He's a former MVP already and has a team that has been perennial contenders ever since he came on as a starter. Even his rookie year, when his stats weren't that good, his impact was there because they went from Flacco to him and became a playoff team. So with Lamar Jackson, his impact shows just as well as Josh Allen's. Now with Baker Mayfield, he's been a middle-of-the-road guy at best. right? Even this past year when they were successful, it was about the running game and him playing off of that. It wasn't Baker Mayfield and everything surrounding him. He was part of the system, not making it happen like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. So I think Baker Mayfield, even though he's going to ask for that much and he might get it. If I was the GM, I'd be like, yo, bro, you got to look at the mirror and say, you're not Josh Allen. You're not Lamar Jackson. You're Baker. Good on progressive commercials. Mayfield. <laughs> you're not, <laughs> you're not one of those guys. You're not one of those guys on the field. So I think that Lamar Jackson can get the same amount of money and should Baker Mayfield. I don't think he should, but he probably will because of the circumstances. Yeah, well, Chris is agreeing with you. The saying Lamar is going to get paid big money. I would definitely have to agree with that. Uh, and Nikki, at least Jerome is saying that uh, Eli is the real goat. So how about that? You know, that's pretty cool. Uh, he's a he's a giant. He's a Giants fan. He's super biased. Don't <laughs> listen to Jerome at all. No, you know what? I'm not listening to you. What am I listening to you for? Maybe Jerome needs to come on. Jerome, Jerome come on the show with us. Oh, don't tell him that. Don't tell him that. Come on. You got my personal invite. You come on. Baby, too, because I'm sick of this shit. And you're coming because it's Hall of Fame weekend. We're 11 minutes into the show already. Already. It's starting. And we got the NFC East to look forward to today, which we're breaking down. I I can't wait for that. Don't try. Don't don't push it today, D. Don't try it. I want to hear it. Jerome, back me up. Oh, man. Love it, love it, love it, love it. But, Nikki, your opinion now. So, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, they're going to get paid probably both of them with the team that they're on, I would assume. So, what do you think? I mean, do they get the big money like like Josh Allen did? Yeah. I think D made a good point, though. You either are part of the system or you are the system. You know what I mean? 
Don't you well, think Lamar Jackson, like, well, they're they've built they're building that team around him. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they've built their system around him. Yeah. Your husband knows better build, than anyone. Cleveland didn't build their system around Baker Mayfield. Dear God, no. That's that's a, that's an excellent point. That really is. They tailored the offense to Lamar Jackson. That's that's another great point. And obviously, Baker Mayfield fit in really well last year. Look, it worked out. Does that mean that he should? And then again, this whole next man up sort of thing. That's where this has got to stop. If Baker Mayfield gets the same money as Josh Allen did, then something is wrong. Unless he has a phenomenal year this year, then something is really off right there. So we'll see. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. This is definitely a make or break year for Baker Mayfield. There's Jerome, no question look about it. Look at for all the haters out there. Okay. Got my new Tumblr. Oh, yeah. Nicky <laughs> Nick on the back. That's right. It's okay. It's a nice Tumblr. Nice Tumblr. I just know when the Saints play the Giants in week four. Yeah. Easy victory for New Orleans. That's all I know. Oh my God. We might have to oh, yeah. I, we might have to skip the show that week. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to ruin the Yeah, all I have to say about that, at least the Giants know who their quarterback is, D. Uh oh. I got you back a little bit. Yeah. I got you back a little bit then, Nick. I, you, you see? Danny I always can't Almost <laughs> Danny <died. laughs> I know well, one thing. I, can do. I know one thing I could do that Danny can't do. I could run without falling down. Oh man, he, he, got, he got too athletic for himself right there. He thought he was like real. Athletic. He was like, oh wait a second, hold on. My feet are telling me a whole other story over here than my brain is. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh man, what about this? He's a pretty good athlete, though. He really is. What about Not Zach Wilson? He looks like Zach Wilson looks like a good athlete, but again, this is the dude that we didn't even know about until like freaking January or even later than that. We didn't know much about Zach Wilson out of BYU. Became the second pick for the Jets. They had this simulated scrimmage. Now, you know, basically what that means for anybody out there listening is that they kind of know what's going on during the game, the offense and the defense. They know what's happening. But he still had a terrible green and white game is what they call it, throwing a bunch of picks and a lot of passes way off. D, do you read too much into that, or is that just a rookie having a rough day at the office? I'm going to just go with a rough day at the office. Uh, you don't want to overreact to anything going on preseason, or at least definitely in a scrimmage. You don't want to overreact to it. Uh, if you're a Jets fan, I get it, though. If you're a Jets fan, you're like, oh, my goodness. You know, pick the one dude that can't even make the right passes in the scrimmage. You're not even in the game. <laughs> playing against his teammates, and you're losing. Uh, so if you're a Jets fan, I get why you'd be panicking a little bit right now. But calm down. Let's see what he does during the season. Um, there's a reason why he got hyped up. Now, maybe it was, you know, misguided hype. We always see every year there's one guy who gets hyped up for no reason in the draft, and it comes to the NFL level. It's different. Uh, I heard an interesting comparison of him and Johnny Menzel. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> that's, that's yeah that's not a good comparison at all so hopefully that's not the one so we'll see but don't panic yet at least wait until like week six before you like out here saying he's a bust what do you think nikki should i take aaron Rodgers' advice in r-e-l-a-x or uh should they panic over there in new york jets town with zach wilson you know, no 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 i think th just calm down a little bit jets fans just chill out relax you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Let, you know, let, let the kid have a chance. He does look like a Broadway star though. Doesn't he? This looks like, he's <laughs> really, you know, Maybe he may have to hand down that mink coat. That's, you know, he, he may have to do that for the kid. I don't know. Something that built his confidence up. Hey, Joe can, I say, can I say something real quick? Yeah, man. Adam Schefter, I need you to calm down. Did you see him post a picture of Tom Brady 
and uh, Zach next to each other, talking about they look the same age. Tom Brady looks oh, good for his age, but I need you to calm down, bro. Calm. Yeah, he does yeah, not yeah. look like he's three years old. <laughs> Stop it, okay? I know Tom Brady's attractive, yeah. and all the ladies like him, but he's not. He doesn't look like he's twenty. Stop it. Let me tell you, Tom Brady. <laughs> you know how everybody has the list, right? Like you get the pass from your significant other. You're like you got your list or whatever. Tom Brady is my number one. Been number one. My husband hates it, obviously, because I married a Ravens fan. Pisses him off, but. Man, that man, when they – I loved how they booed him, right, at Hall of Fame. But when the camera went over to him, I was like, oh, yeah. my God, this man is so fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> like, where's I, I Giselle, was... right? You guys want to know where Giselle is. She's just chilling out, man. She's She don't even have to work no more. She's she's cool. You know, she's good. Yeah. Brady's bringing in that 25 mil. Everything is fine. You know, I mean, but yeah, Brady's like turned around. He's like, what's up with that? You know, what are you guys doing? Like, you're booing me. Like, I'm here, you know, to like to, to root on Peyton. Like, he was an in, he was a guest there. I kind of felt bad for him in the moment. The first time I ever felt bad for Tom Brady in my entire life. There's nothing <laughs> to feel bad about with that guy. He's got freaking everything he wants. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I didn't feel bad for him at all. Boo. No. Yeah, boo. <laughs> hey, what about the NFL uh, enforcing taunting this season? I, guys, I got to tell you, I like it. Um, I, I'm I, Taunting to me is, look, that's cool for, like, in, you know, playing street ball and everything like that. But on the professional level, celebrating is fine. You, you score a touchdown, you celebrate, that's all good. But if you're going to like – like, I've seen Tyree Hill do this. You know, you're going to turn around, like, and, you know, moonwalk backwards from the five-yard line. I, th- I think that's a bunch of garbage. I really, so I'm glad that they're going to like crack down on taunting this year. It's not that it's been a big deal guys, but I, I just don't think there's any room for it in the game. D do you think I'm crazy saying that? I do think you're a little crazy, Jay. Okay. Look, that's okay. the thing with professional football. These guys are hitting each other for 60 minutes, you know, clock time. And then for three hours, real time, you want to blow off some steam. So you get a chance to go a touchdown. You somebody like Tyreek Hill, you blowing past everybody after working so hard to do this. You might want to get a little excited. Throw up the peace sign. Walk in the end zone. I, like, <laughs> for me, I don't mind it as long as it doesn't get to the point of, like, just extreme disrespect. Like, don't, you know, don't stand over somebody. Uh, you know, don't go over somebody to the fact to where, like, they're looking up your trunks or whatever the case may be. Like, we've seen cases like that where he's like okay now it's time to fight you don't want to get to the point where it's a disrespectful to where you're like okay now i want to fight you but you're going to throw a little peace sign when you run into the end zone or do a little flip into the end zone or something like that or you celebrate when you score like the seahawks have had some great choreographed dances when they got in the end zone i like those i think that you should have some fun like because ultimately it's a profession and it's a job but ultimately it's still a game that we all start playing when we're super young and it should be fun and part of having that fun when you're talking trash, you get you burn somebody, throw them the deuces. I think it's cool to do that, long as it's not extreme to the point where, like, okay, now a brawl's gonna break out because you want to be extremely disrespectful with your time. You see, it lo- looks like Chris is with you over here. You can't tell some grown men to impose their will on another grown man and then tell them don't taunt them and and do it. And so he's he's with you, but. Nikki, I'm just trying to make it's not the celebrating. I'm fine with that. Don't D I'm good with celebrating touchdowns and stuff like that. But if you like it, look, if you're running down the sideline or whatever, and you know, and then you turn around and you like wave the like, you know, ah, you know, PC later like that. And you're doing it in someone's face. Who's, you know, I, to me, 
Nikki, that doesn't belong in the game. I don't like that. Celebrating, I'm fine. Celebrate all you freaking want, you know, when you score a touchdown or whatever it is. But the whole, to me, that's disrespectful. To, to me, if somebody does that to me, I'm going to want to fight them right there and then. Well, don't ask me. I'd be the worst. I'd probably run <laughs> down the side, giving the finger and shit. Like, <laughs> I, you know what? <laughs> I, I don't mind the taunting. Go ahead. This normalized is my thing. taunting, normalized yeah. cursing. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm down with the, the, the latter part of that. What do you think? What are you saying, Ding? So, like, some of the greatest highlights in history would be wiped away with this new enforcing of the taunting rules. All the Deion Sanders, the high stepping after, like, all that stuff is awesome. And that wouldn't happen with the new rules because he'd get penalized for it. Like, I think that that adds fun to the game. And if you're really upset about it, stop it. Stop Tyreek Hill from getting down the field and burning you and giving you the deuces. Stop him from doing that. Like, if you in basketball, a lot of people used to get mad at Steph Curry for doing the shimmy after he hit a three in your face. Stop him hitting the three in his face. Like, it's something that you can stop. You have can you have somewhat of a control over it with your game planning and who you put on certain players and things of that nature. So stop it. And next time, if you do see him again, like with Tampa Bay, that cornerback from Tampa Bay. Gave Tyreek Hill the deuce, and he was beating him in the Super Bowl. So it all can come full circle if you want to do the taunting. And next time you see him, you're not winning. It will come back for you. All right, all right. Yeah, I, I definitely look. I, I differ there. I don't like the in your face taunting kind of stuff. You know, I feel like you're professionals at that point. Again, celebrations, whole different story. I'm good with. But all right, both your points well taken, right there. All right, let's continue real quick with um. Uh, the rest of neighborhood news before we get to applause tomatoes. We got real quick. I just wanted to get you guys opinion on who the Broncos should start. Should they start Drew Locke and see what they have once and for all with this kid? Like this is it. Your last straw, dude, you get like four or five games. And if you don't show us something in that you're out, or do they say, you know what? We got a good defense. We got a good team. We have some good receivers. We can run the ball. You know what? Let's go after it. Let's try to win 10, 11 games this year with Teddy Bridgewater, who we know is not going to screw us over. Damien, what do you think they should do? I got to go with Teddy Two Gloves. Uh, I've seen what he can do in the right offense when he has weapons around him, a good defense. A couple years ago, 5-0 and as the starter for the Saints when Drew Brees was out. And the Denver Broncos have a great amount of talent. You mentioned wide receivers, good running game. That defense, fully healthy this year. Only thing that's missing is the quarterback position. You don't need the quarterback to be Aaron Rodgers. You can have a middle of the road quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater can be that for you. If you're not asking him to do too much, I think Carolina asked him to do too much last year. If you're not asking him to do too much in the system, he can be successful for you. So I think Teddy can be that guy. Drew Locke hasn't shown us anything as far as being that guy. Last year, they had a good team last year. And he was the reason they were garbage. Mm -hmm. Like simple. So you have to go with the guy who gives you the best shot to win. Their offense, their offense sucked last year, really didn't. It's too bad because their defense was good. I mean, you know, they really were. And if they weren't on the field all freaking game, you know, Nikki, they would have had a much better record, in my opinion. Look, do I think that Teddy Bridgewater makes him a Super Bowl contender? No, but I think it makes him a better team. But again, once and for all, do you just say, you know what, let's put your lock out there and let's see if this kid can really do it under pressure, yada, yada. Or do you say, you know what, let's try to make the playoffs to Teddy Bridgewater and make a run and do the best we can? No, I think you. I think we know what we're getting in Drew Lock by now, correct? I think we've seen yeah. it. We know Probably. it. I, Probably. Probably. I, I mean, really, it doesn't take 
you know, it doesn't take that long to figure it out. So no, you know what? I would roll with Teddy Bridgewater. He gives you the better chance to win. And yeah, they probably would win nine. That defense is really good. So let me think. Yeah, I think they would probably do nine or ten wins with Teddy Bridgewater. I, I think so. I'm a Drew Lock. I'm just really, I'm really not. That offense is just like goes nowhere with him. So let's see it with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, well, they're both getting uh, you know reps with the number one team, so it is uh, up to the coaches. We'll see what's going to happen. Vic Fangio, if he has the final say, we'll see what it goes on with that. Um, real quick, any you guys catch Hard Knocks? No, I, I have to. I have to watch it later. On okay, this week. all right, I won't ruin anything for you then. But it's good. It's it's okay. really good. You know, it's 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 good. <laughs> Nick, I know that you hate the Cowboys, but you would just enjoy, you would enjoy. The banter. You're listen. You're a reality TV freak of nature. This is reality TV at its best. This is beautiful reality TV with all the filthy four letter words that you love. You're gonna love it. I swear to God. You yeah, I don't it. like the cast. I don't like. The cast. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. But so you no. can hate love it. You can hate love watch it or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. But it's good. So uh, Nikki, I know you. The, I'll, I I'll make sure I watch this week and next Tuesday so we can talk about it on next episode. Yeah. All right. There you go. And Nikki will just sit there and just throw shit at her. <laughs> you go nuts. Sounds good. Yeah, there we, there we go. Last bit of the for Nikki to lose her shit and throw <laughs> news at the screen. It's going to happen right here. We're doing NFC East, Mount Player Player. You're going to lose your shit all over the freaking place. <laughs> oh, no. just gonna, forget about it. If we, We're going to talk about the Giants. You're going to smile. But as soon as you talk to any of the other three teams, you're going to be like, oh, God. I don't even want to. <laughs> I can't wait for that. That's going to be fun. Nikki at her realist. I love it. Uh, D, what do you think? Luka Doncic, man, freaking made a whole lot of damn money. Five years, $207 million, And he got that based upon, and I didn't even know this. I, I, I learned this, that because he, you know, as a rookie on his rookie deal, was first NBA, alt, uh, first NBA team two years, he was able to get this $207 million. And a lot of people thought that maybe he wouldn't stay in Dallas, like maybe the Knicks would go get him. That was a pipe dream for me. But he's staying in Dallas, at least for now. But that doesn't mean that he won't get traded in two or three years. It's possible. But he got big bucks, man. So I, you think he deserves it on, on this team? Yeah, definitely. When you look at the landscape of the NBA, he's already a top five player. And yeah. you have to give a big shout out to Derrick Rose. The reason that players today are eligible for those big contracts after their rookie year or during their rookie extension is because of Derrick Rose winning MVP so early. They had to change it to where, oh, some of these players are going to be good enough to get these max deals or earn these max deals very early on. So the Derrick Rose rule came into effect where now you can have these type of extensions very early. And, of course, the money has ballooned since then. And that's why he was eligible for a $200 million deal so early. But you look at a player like him who's able to carry your franchise. If you give him some help, you know you're a championship contender automatically. So somebody like that is worth all the money you can give him. He's going to bring in so much money because – Fans are going to come in to see him, merchandise. The money they're going to make off of Luca is just going to dwarf the money they just gave him. So, yeah, he definitely deserves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he deserves it. He's a hell of a player. Does that make him an NBA championship team? Nope. They got to get some other pieces in there. I just want to point out, J.D. is JD is a Broncos fan, and he does want to see Locke and give the kid a chance to, to, to rip and roll. So, um, yeah, but it would be a last chance, JD. I hear you over there. You know, you want to give it one more shot with this kid. You know, you have a you know full pre a full preseason, a full off season, and everything. It's not like last year, so I can understand that point. Um, but I don't know. I think Teddy B gives the best chance to win. I don't know. We shall see. 
But let's keep it going over here. We got to pause tomatoes over here. And we know that Nikki loves to throw her tomatoes first. So let's get this bad boy going. What do you got this week, Nikki? Uh, now, this person hasn't really pissed me off in quite some time, but Uh-oh. I got mad all over again. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So, Hall of Fame weekend. Of course, Peyton gets in. By the way, great speech. I thought that was awesome. He kind of turned it into a roast. So, that was pretty cool. Of course, the Eli debate happens and all of that, of course. And then everybody's posting highlights of the reason why Eli should be in the Hall of Fame. And I fall down the rabbit hole, as I tend to do very much. And I start watching highlights of Eli and Plaxico Burris. And all of a sudden, I just get so mad at Plaxico Burris all over again for being a freaking dumbass and shooting himself. Like, (laughs) you ruined it. That team was going places. We were doing things. Eli and Plax together. I don't care what you say, what you think. I mean, that was the thing of beauty. Absolute thing of beauty. Go back, watch the highlights. I watch them and my heart is breaking because it was just ruined. And I blame the downfall of the Giants on Plaxico Burst because that offense never got right. They tried it a little bit with Hakeem Nix. Didn't really get there. It was a disaster with Odell Beckham. Like, it just never was the same. I'll push the offensive line aside for a minute. But, you know, I'm watching it. I got all pissed off all over again. So I'm throwing my tomatoes at Plaxico Burst because I forgot how mad I was at you until a couple days ago. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I, I remember watch, watching a Niner game with my friends, and it was Eli and Plaxico hooking up all over the game. It was, you know, Niners versus Giants, and you guys beat us that year. I forgot if it was 2011 exactly or 20. I think it was 2010, the year before we played in the NFC Championship uh, yeah. a few years a few years earlier. Anyway, they were a lethal combination. There is no doubt about it, Damian. I mean, I, I, look, for whatever it's worth, you know, Eli this, Eli that, we can go back and forth or whatnot, but – in Plaxico, and look, they had the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. They they were an excellent combination at the time. You have to give it to them. Yeah, no, definitely. Plaxico was a great receiver who I believe could have been a Hall of Famer if not for that big break in the middle of his career, you know, after shooting himself. Um, but I do think he suffered punishment enough after shooting himself. Like, he shot himself. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty I'm pretty sure that sucked a lot. Uh, to shoot himself and didn't have to go through the recovery period and the embarrassment of shooting yourself and also have to deal with the legal you know repercussions of that being in new york where you know the gun laws are very strict like you guys know so yeah he definitely dealt with that but i understand as a giants fan why you still think about that and still think about how what the what it could have been basically yeah um so yeah i understand that and i get why you throw those tomatoes Hmm. I get it. I get it too. I remember when that news came out. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I'm like, "Really? How can that? Ha- how can something like that happen?" And gosh, yep. Uh, yeah. yeah it, 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 learned, man. That season, weren't weren't they like eleven and one at one point when when that happened? Yeah. 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 And then they lost to the Vikings in the first round of the playoffs. I, I, if that, if memory serves correct. Wow. Okay. Well, that's a good one to start it off. D, what are your tomatoes this week? So I'm going to keep it in the wide receiver room and I'm going to throw my tomatoes at Michael Thomas. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see where you're going. All right. So you're going after right. your boy over here. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I have to go after Michael Thomas. Now I do understand that Michael Thomas played through injury last season for the saints, right? Because he wanted to try to help Drew Brees get a ring on his way out. And that's the reason why he was kind of in and out of the lineup along with, his stuff that was going on with the team. He was in and out of the lineup, but he tried to sacrifice to play for us. And it's one of the reasons he struggled in the playoffs because he wasn't healthy. 
But once the season's over and you know you've been playing on a hurt ankle, do everything you can to be right for this year. And the yeah. fact that you held off surgery and then when the Saints are trying to contact you to see what's going on with your rehab and you're just letting them go to voicemail or not answering text messages is very unprofessional. And also, I think he's impacting people that he doesn't even know he's impacting right now. So he got paid after that huge 2019 season. He got broke off, got the five year. It was hundred and one million dollar contract, 60 million guaranteed. Huge yeah. contract for wide receiver. So now other teams are looking at this saying, why am I going to pay a wide receiver when they can mess around and do this like he's doing right now with the Saints? Now, there was reports that he demanded a trade, but has been retracted. I think that they're saying that he didn't do that because he wouldn't be in position to demand one right now being hurt. And he's projected to come back you know, midseason now. And now not only are you affecting the Saints, but you're affecting my prediction because I predict that James <laughs> Winston would take a quantum leap, 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 leap. It's going to be very hard for James to do that without Michael Thomas because our wide receiver room is very thin right now. I don't know if we're going to try to make any moves before the season starts, but we don't have the best wide receiver core right now. And Michael Thomas was a big part of that. So, yeah, I'm throwing my tomatoes at Michael Thomas for not doing what was best for not just him, you know, get the surgery and get back to proving that you're one of the best guys in the league. Cause now you, you in the argument for best receiver Now going into next year or whenever you come back, people are going to forget about you even being in the top 10. So your reputation is being messed up and you're also messing up for future wide receivers who are trying to get paid. So I'm throwing my tomatoes at Michael Thomas. Yeah, I'm really glad you said that, to be honest, man. I mean, I could have honestly gone there and I could have done it last week if I really wanted to. I just I don't understand why he waited till June to get that surgery. To me, it just doesn't make any sense at all. But that's what happened. And he's being hard headed about it, saying, you know, I'm going to do what I do when I do my time, my time. And that's it. But. Yeah, you're right. It's it's selfish behavior, and it's amazing. The guy went and broke Marvin Harris's record, like you said, for receptions. Gets paid all this money, and now gets hurt. Now asking to like you know ask for a trade. It's like what the hell is going on over here? Talk about a freaking roller coaster. You don't want to go on. You can throw up afterwards. So, yeah, that's rough right there. Damn. Yeah, for my tomatoes, I'm going away from sports this week, and I am going to the freaking doctor. All right, and let me just break it down. Going to the going to the doctor and getting a referral is one of the most painful processes you can go through. It really is. Not just getting your primary on the phone and saying, all right, I need a referral because I have to do so-and-so. In my case, I hurt my shoulder, guys. I'm not sure what's up with it. So long story short, I'm going to have to get some sort of like MRI to see what happened. I'm hoping it's just a pulled muscle, but it feels like shit. All right. So I'm telling them this as opposed to like wanting to go to the emergency room and I'm saying, can you just send a referral over to, you know, so-and-so doctor so I can get an MRI? Do I really need to come in and see you? Yes, you really need to come in and see us. Okay. When's the closest appointment I can get? Today's what, August 11th? They tell me August 29th. I'm like, what are you freaking kidding me? I'm like, just to get a referral, you know, to come in so you guys can like bang my knee and check my throat and whatever and look down my ears and all this shit. It's a, it's a garbage. And not only that, they booked 17 people at the same fucking time so you're sitting there for two hours waiting to get in if you're lucky you get in in two hours all right and then you have to now make an appointment with the other doctor so i can get the MRI. but they have to wait an entire week for the insurance to go through and clear it's like what in god's name do you just want everybody to go to the fucking emergency room make it yeah. simple get these appointments in line and stop making you know 20 people in the same hour and now you have a freaking office full of people and 
some of which are not vaccinated. And don't even get me started on that with the amount of people that are getting COVID now, especially in Florida. It's freaking me out. But the whole process of making a doctor appointment and on top of that, trying to get a referral to go somewhere is freaking mind boggling. It's just it's a horror show. I'm sure you guys can agree. You must have been through something like this. Yeah, uh, I've definitely been through that. I had a knee injury when I was in the Navy and uh, don't even get me started on military when they they try to take care of something for you. You know, like <laughs> I'd be profing some water, be on your Portal, way. Salt water, you're <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Like Motrin heals everything yeah. in the Navy. Right. Um, but yeah, so when I hurt my knee, I had to go to like a real doctor's office to like do an MRI and everything. And man, like you said, the process was just dreadful of trying to go through that. And I'm this whole time, I'm like, I'm wondering if I tore my ACL, what's going on with my knee? Like, and you, it's just building anxiety because you got to, you know, wait so long to get everything done. And it turns out I just had cartilage damage. So I was only like, you know, crutches for like six weeks and it wasn't major surgery needed. But being there and waiting and not knowing what's going on. Like you said, you have to do the first appointment with somebody just to do all the normal stuff, the normal check-in stuff. Like, it's my knee that's hurt. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> like, why, are you checking, why are you checking my lungs right now? It's my knee that's hurt. What are you doing? Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah, so I definitely agree with you. Yeah, and Dave, Dave over here is saying it's all about collecting those premiums and money. Yes, it is. That's what it's all about, Nick. That's what they do. They just want the freaking money. Aren't, didn't you go to school and do all this medical stuff so you can help people, not so you can rob them freaking blind, man. Come on. I think it's yeah. the insurance companies. I mean, it's, yeah. it's so oh, for for women, if you know any women are out there listening, uh, when it comes to reproductive health, not to totally derail the show, but um, <laughs> really, really makes you jump through hoops and to go, you know, you have to do your yearly and all that fun stuff. And, but the friggin' appointments are like four months out, three months out. And it's just the way insurance handles it all. It's really, they make it a nightmare. So I, I actually do wish we could reform something in this country with insurance because it is, God forbid, you have to actually call your insurance and ask a question. Yeah. Forget right. it. Oh, I'm sorry. You'll be on hold for 225 days. <laughs> <laughs> like I got nothing else to do. Exactly. Exactly. Jeez, man. Uh, D, do you even want to know what Jerome is saying right now about a basketball game? Saying that it wanted that he hurt his knees when he cooked him in a basketball game, talking about you, Jerome. Jerome, oh, prior to the yeah, show, he like, actually, oh. uh, yeah, he's beaten, he's beaten before and and went on basketball. I will give him his his bragging rights. This is over 10 years ago, he's still talking about it. Right there, yeah, but not, he, he got his bragging rights. He did, beat, he beat me one time after my after I hurt my knee, and I wasn't quite 100%. Wow. Uh, but again, I wouldn't, I'll make the excuses. Like he's better. He's a better one-on-one player, but we play team basketball. Pick me first. I'm better five on five. Hey, hey listen, we can attest to that. that he is a team player. We know that over here. And so, yeah, thank you for that layup. That one worked that well. All right. Going to my applause real quick, guys. This is simple. I'm staying away from sports on this one. Cause we're going to do a whole lot of sports coming up, but uh, I, I got a picture yesterday from a friend that was 13 years ago. I was back in New York and it was for his 30th birthday. It was, and it just brought back all these great memories. And I have, a, I keep a lot of pictures too. So my applause goes to when I get those pictures, whether that I don't like it when they pop up on Facebook as much and you know, you're tagging something, but when somebody sends you a picture that they actually have like a real photograph, that's not on their TV, it's not on their uh, you know phone camera or something like that take a picture of it. it's like yo you remember this 
I love that stuff because then I just my body I get like transported back into that moment and you feel like wow that's right I was there with all my friends and this one and that one and everything and oh my gosh I remember him and oh man do you remember what happened at that party that was amazing I love those memories because you know what as we get older they start to fade so that's why I think pictures are a great thing to have keep don't lose them you know develop them don't just keep them in your phone in case you drop that shit in the ocean or some crap like that Get them developed and keep those memories around because we can't keep them all in our head, guys. I think that pictures are awesome, and I thank my buddy uh, for sending it. It was pretty cool. So I, I love I love getting those. Are you big picture people? What about you, Nikki? Do I take pictures? No. Are you big on pictures? No? No, never. No? <laughs> no, I never. No, I don't know. No. I'm just, like, caught up in, like, the moment and what I'm doing. I don't really think to yeah. take pictures unless I'm at a work event, which – you find me on LinkedIn, you, you'll see. But um, yeah, no, I don't really, I don't really take pictures. Although, I guess when we moved here, you know, you go through all your old stuff. You find your yearbook and all my yeah. old. This is my thing. I found my old like cheerleading awards and my dance awards, and then I had this moment of like, oh my god, I used to be somebody, you know, I'm nothing, you know. It was just like all your achievements are in this box, and then you grow up. It's like, oh god, okay. But yeah, no, I get, I get it. it. Brings back memories, but I'm not a big picture person. I don't, I don't know the last time I developed a picture. I know it's so outdated. I know. Maybe it's like my '90s mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is kind of dope, though. I've seen people where people are starting to go back and get those old Polaroid type cameras mm-hmm. and take those pictures and go get them developed. It's kind of like a nostalgia thing. So that's yeah. something I might do in our next kind of vacation. Do that and. Cool and have it come back and get it developed. So I think that's kind of cool. Having your phone, of course, is dope because of the technology, but I think right. that's kind of just a dope thing to do is have the Polaroid camera, mm-hmm. take those kind of pictures, and then get them developed and be like, oh, I forgot about all the stuff we did on this vacation or when he took this picture. So that's I think what that's I'm what saying. Yeah. Capture those moments, capture those moments. So shout out to all you capturing those moments out there and keeping them forever. I love it, I love it. All right, D, circling around, what is your applause of the week? So my applause, I'm going to give it to both the men's and women's uh, Team USA basketball teams for getting gold medal. Uh, The women, man, seven straight. The dominance is crazy. I don't know if you guys saw the picture of Deonta Rossi holding the ball up over uh, the Japanese woman, just like, can't get to the ball. (laughs) Like, this is like the women's game. Like, a lot of people talk about how, you know, the men, some of the other countries are starting to catch up. I guess worldwide. It's more it's more even, but not individual countries. There's no individual country that has the talent that the United States has, but it's even more prevalent in women's basketball. Like the women are so far ahead of other countries. It's still on a kind of a 92 dream team type level with all the talent that we have. When you talk about an Asia Wilson, I mentioned the Antarasi Sue Bird. The fact that they're in their fifth Olympics is nuts. Uh, the longevity of their careers, uh, Brittany Griner, Skylar Diggins, so much talent on that team and the women's game continues to get better with the young people that's coming in. So big shout out to them. Big shout out to the men for overcoming a rocky, a rocky start, but showing that we're still the team to beat in basketball. So big shout out to men's and women's team USA for getting those gold medals. Yeah. Both of them know that the women just keep dominating for the past, well, however long it's been like 20 freaking years. And uh, yeah, for the men, uh, like you said, the the world plays really good team basketball, but as far as individual talent, and then when you put that talent together and they really start to come together and they've had practices and they've had games, 
we saw what they can do when they took home the gold, like we expected, Nikki, no doubt. So uh, getting to you, Nick, closing it out with your applause of the week. What do we got? Yes, I was very happy that the Giants announced their uniform schedule. I guess you really have to be like a dork or a sports nerd to be excited about this. Normally, I really wouldn't care, but they are using the color rush uniform, I think, like quite a few times this year. It is freaking amazing. It is fires all white. It looks bomb. So I'm excited for that. And last time they did it, they had like limited edition hoodies that I tried to get an NFL shop and they were gone in like two seconds. So I'm hoping that using color rush more i might be able to actually get this hoodie that i have been eyeing for like three years no doubt yo i love the color rush i love it whether it's all white or or like i love the bills color rush the blue that they have like that all blue right there oh my god some of these teams i love it when when the ravens wear all black you know obviously yeah the ravens all black yeah i like the the 49ers black ones too I, I'm not so you know I'm so old school with the 49ers. I don't want them to change anything, but I love it when they have. I like when they have the black bubble outline on the jersey that that they have. That you know that they don't always wear. They wear maybe twice a year the white jersey with the black outline. That when we won the Super Bowl and we look, listen to me, when we won the Super Bowl in 1994. They wore those jerseys. Uh, they wore the red ones actually with the black outline. I don't know why we didn't keep that and make that our regular uniform, but. Yeah. We're, we're old school, I guess, you know, totally, I guess, keeping it that way. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm big with the color rush. I love that. I yeah, totally dig. Like with NFL Shop, they have to make these uh, jerseys more available. Like yeah. the white and gold one that the Saints have for the color rush. I've been trying to get my own personalized one for years now, and I can't get it. Yeah. Yeah, oh. so I'm right there with you, Nikki. We need to have more of those available for us. Well, why aren't they? Everybody wants them. Who's doing the marketing? (laughs) And you know what they they need to do? They need to make them fit better also. Look, I love football jerseys, but they're hard to wear and actually look cool when you're out. You can only wear them at at like a football game because they're just draping off of you most of the time. Hard to get one. For a girl, it's different. They like come fitted and all nice and everything. It's it's different. Nick is like, yeah. You know, for a girl, it depends on your situation. You know what I mean? So, yeah. (laughs) How about fit all around? We just got to going on over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. We said we were going to talk uh, NFL football. We're talking a lot of NFL football right now. Mount Player Players in the house with the NFC East. That means Nikki is going to go Bazooka Joe freaking pop nuts when we're talking about three of the teams. But when we get to our Giants and see where she has them ranked in this division, it'll be nothing but smiles. I can guarantee you that. Let's get started, guys. We're going to talk NFC East right now. Who's going to be one, two, three, and four? Who may be going to the playoffs? Obviously, the division winner will be, but who will that be? Let's get to it. Damien, why don't we start with you? Who is your number four team in the basement, NFC East, at the end of this season? Well, you're saying in the basement. The whole division's in the basement. So I guess who's <laughs> in the back of the basement is who, I'm, and I'm definitely saying that because Jerome's listening too, just to throw some shots at him. Oh, uh, we we'll talking about the one-on-one for basketball earlier. But <laughs> <laughs> I got the Eagles uh, finishing fourth in the division. I got them going four and 13. Uh, looking at their schedule, I just don't see that many wins. And they just feel like a team that doesn't have an identity right now. I don't mm-hmm. see if they can, you know, really offensive line-wise outside of Jason Kelsey, I don't really trust the offensive line. Uh, 
they have new wide receivers, but they're young. Are they going to be good? We don't know. Uh, the tight ends are good, but I feel like they should trade one of those tight ends. Uh, we need to see Darius Slay step up. He had a horrible year last year on defense. So defensively, I'm not really feeling them that much. Offensively, they have a lot of question marks. So I'm going 4-13 and 13 for the Eagles. All right, so not a lot of hope for uh, Philly fans out there as far as Damien is concerned. Only four wins in your 17-game schedule. Nikki, who do you have in the basement of the NFC East? Um, I, too, have the Eagles. It's not because I'm I'm not because I'm a hater. I just so we have what Jalen Hurts. We have a new head coach. Uh, Hold on. I got to get his name right. Right. Who is their new head coach? Oh, Nick Sirianni. Yeah, coming over from the Colts. Um, I'm sure they're excited about Devonta Smith. I just, I don't know. I don't know what we're getting here. Uh, they have that kid Gainwell. I think he might be, you know, something, but I just, I don't know what we're getting here. I do have them at six and 11. I'm giving them two more wins because they'll probably sweep the giants, unfortunately. But other than that, I don't have a ton of faith in this team. And I just, I I don't know enough. There's new quarterback, new head coach. So I guess by default, I have them at four. Well, they definitely got a young team at the skill position players, minus the tight end and Zach Ertz, who we got to even wonder is healthy. But like you mentioned, they got Dallas got it also. The um, Philly I got in fourth place also. I'm agreeing with you guys. They should trade one of them and try to get something out of it. Um, I don't know, you know, how much you can get, but if they could, then go for it. But the other one I say, they have a young wide receiving core, Jalen Rager, who they drafted last year. Now they got Devonta Smith going along with Greg Ward, who – I feel like he's like 59 years old already, but um, yeah, their offensive line, not great. You mentioned Jason Kelsey, you know, they have Lane Johnson over there. You know, they got to stay healthy defensively. Fletcher Cox is a beast. So if that guy stays healthy, great, but not too much. Yeah, (laughs) He's a beast. He's a nightmare. Go away already. Go somewhere else. Go to AFC East. Go away. I'll take him. I'll love to have him on my 49er lineup. I'll take him in two seconds, but he, he really is amazing. That guy, he is one of the guys that, should get talked about more, but just because the Eagles have such a crappy defense or crappy team in general. And yeah, Darius Slay needs to step up, like you mentioned. And there's really not like a whole bunch of guys that you look at, like, you know, Alex Singleton, you know, okay, big time linebacker. Not really. You know, Brandon Graham, they got who can play a little bit, um, you know, Javon Hargrave. But yeah, it's overall, it's a young team, a young quarterback who I'm sure Jalen Hurts is going to be their guy. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it as far as I'm concerned. But I'm agreeing with you guys. I think I got, they're in the basement. I got them four to five wins at best. So I'm right there in the middle with, with the two of you. So we all agree. We got the Eagles finishing fourth in the NFC East. What about third, Damian? Got to go with the New York football Giants finishing third in the division. I have them going eight and nine. So I do think they're going to be better this year. Um, but I just think that other two teams that we're going to mention are going to just be a little bit better. Um, I do think that we'll see a transition for Daniel Jones. I joked earlier about Danny Dimes, um, but we did see some potential last year, and I think he'll continue to be better. I think the addition of Kenny Galladay will help with that. The Giants' defense was good last year. I think they'll continue to be good and improve. Uh, Bradbury is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Having Saquon Barkley back is major. So I think this team is going to take that next step in this kind of run now of getting better and, and we'll see it in a couple of years where it'll be a playoff team, but not this year. Okay. All right. So Damien going with the giants finishing in third place, uh, Nikki, you know, shrugging her head, but shaking her head at the same time, just trying to get past that, <laughs> that nightmare that you heard over there. But um, yeah, a couple of things real quick. Uh, Jerome saying Cowboys, if Dak stays healthy, 
Uh, we haven't heard that team yet. Fly Eagles fly. Courtney Harden in there also going with the Let's Go Eagles. All right. Love it, Courtney. Thanks. We appreciate it. Low expectations for his birds this year, but they could surprise. So we'll see. All right. Damien's got um, Giants finishing in third. Nikki, do you agree with him? Oh, I actually do. Unfortunately. Do? I do. Oh. Yes. Okay. I do. Um, wow. And that's kind of, and to Courtney's point, that's kind of the, like, the NFC East, like, honestly, it's just always a crapshoot. It's always up for grabs. There's nobody ever, like, jumping ahead of somebody else. Somebody's winning by the skin of their teeth. Um, I don't want to have the Giants third, but uh, I do. I think the defense is going to have them hang in there uh, for quite a bit. I I hate this offensive line. I'm not sold on it. I'm not sold on Danny Dimes. He this is it. This is it, my friend. You got to get it together this year or you are out of here. You can leave. I don't care. But I'm putting them third because, you know, guys, look at it. Like Washington, Rams, Chargers, Tampa Bay, that offensive line is not going to hold up against those teams. So I do think they're going to be a little bit better. But unfortunately, I have my Giants finishing third. I got them seven and ten. Real okay, wow. All right. I wonder if that's just like you're playing like the jinx thing, you know, like low expectations. So <laughs> you, you can't disappoint the later. It's like, nah, they're gonna act. I really think they're gonna win eleven games. I disagree. I think Washington I think Washington finishes in third place. So Nikki, I'm gonna try to brighten your day a little bit on this one okay. and maybe give you some reason why. Ryan Fitzpatrick is their quarterback. Okay, so let's get that straight. And Taylor Heineke is their backup, and Kyle Allen is their third string. That doesn't make me excited if I'm a Washington football team fan, all right, that, at all. Uh, you got Terry McLaurin, and that's great and all, but after that, you got Curtis Samuel, who I do like, don't get me wrong, but Adam Humphreys, okay, I wonder what their running game is going to be like. They do have a pretty good offensive line with Brandon Scherf. You know, he's one of the better ones out there. Logan Thomas, we got to see if he's going to keep his stuff going, but again, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I know they got an excellent defense, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, you know, all these guys up front. I totally get it, but I don't see them scoring a lot of points. I don't see them scoring 20 points a game this year. And the defense, if they're on the field so much, they're going to end up giving up points. So the big reason why I don't like Washington is their quarterback position. And they got solid play from it last year, even from a guy like Alex Smith. You know, where they're not going to make mistakes. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to make mistakes. We know that he does. He's on and he's off. So I don't trust him. That's why I got Washington in third, guys. And, you know, you guys said the Giants in third place. I'll, I'll just tell you, I think they're going to finish in second. I'm going to just go around with it right now because you had mentioned everything about them. I like them more than Washington, where I got Washington winning maybe seven games this year, where I see the Giants maybe winning 10. They picked up Kenny Galladay for a reason. Yes, Daniel Jones has to show you this year. This is a big year for him, even though David Gettleman loves him and probably will never get rid of him. But the offensive line, Nikki, like you mentioned, definitely that could be a question mark. You know, Will Hernandez is there. And, you know, what are you going to get out of Evan Ingram? And I don't know why they even got Kyle Rudolph, but okay, you know, he's aging. Um, but if Saquon Barkley stays healthy this year, the numbers show that Daniel Jones is a supremely better quarterback when Barkley's on the field, and why wouldn't he be? So I'm banking on Barkley being healthy and Daniel Jones being able to feed off of that and that play action. I already love their defense with guys like Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence, all right, and Blake Martinez, who I thought was great bringing over there. That was a wonderful move for them that they did last year. Jabril Peppers in the back, you know, Logan Ryan. I think that the Giants are solid, and Danny Dimes just has to not 
mess up and throw more dimes. I think the Giants are a solid team around. I think they've bought into their coach, except for a couple of veterans, Nikki, as you know, who decided to leave like after the first week. But the ones, the ones who was, that, I mean, I, I found funny, like, really, you can't deal with the second year head coach. Give me a freaking break. So, but the other guys I feel like are buying and that's why I think the Giants are going to finish in second. So Nikki, I'm trying to give you a little light over there. Obviously you guys disagree with me. So I'm ready to hear it. Damien, who do you got finishing in second place in this division? So in second, I got the Washington No Names finishing in second place. Uh, for me, last year, they were able to win that division with no QB. I understand Alex Smith was a great story, but when you look back at actually how he actually played, he wasn't good. Uh, he was just better than uh, my man that's in Pittsburgh right now, Dwayne Haskins, and Haskins was horrible. So mm-hmm. Smith came in, and he just was better than horrible. And everybody was acting like it was the second coming of Jesus when uh, it, it just was some guy who was okay at the QB position. He wasn't good, really. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to outperform Alex Smith. He's going to outperform what he did last year. Nope. Now, is Ryan Fitzpatrick going to get you to the playoffs? No, I have him finishing 9-8. and eight. I think Fitzpatrick is doomed to not make the playoffs in his career. It has happened in 16 years. I see no reason for it to happen now. <laughs> but for him at that QB position with that defense, like you mentioned, I do think that puts them over the Giants. So I have them finishing nine and eight, but just missing the playoffs because Fitzpatrick is just doing miss the playoffs. All right. Well, I agree they're not a playoff team, and we're going to see where Nikki goes next. But uh, Courtney, just uh, about the Giants real quick. Um, yeah, you're right. They've given them a lot of weapons, just like like we talked about. And can Saquon stay healthy? I'm banking on that he does. That's why I got the Giants in second. But I understand why you say Washington. Obviously, they won the division last year. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, to me, Nikki, he, he just – I'm sorry. I can't get excited about that. I don't think he's going to elevate that offense one bit. If anything, I think he's going to hurt it. But you seem to disagree. Um, yeah, because I have the Cowboys finishing second. So that – I knew that was going Nope, I didn't know. And I didn't do it because I'm a hater. I did not do it because I'm a hater. Um, well, since it gives it away that Washington is my number one, I, it's not so much Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's the fact that, listen, Dak's coming off of a big injury. Now you're hearing whispers, maybe the shoulders a little bit more than they thought. I just think Washington has more depth, more versatility. They have a much, much better defense, and I think that's going to carry them at least one to two games over the Cowboys. But my biggest reason for saying the Cowboys are going to finish second, I don't trust Mike McCarthy at all. I do not underestimate his ability to fuck up in a very, very <laughs> crucial situation, mismanage the clock. Something's going to go wrong. Something will go wrong. He will screw it up. I think Ron Rivera is a better head coach. I think Washington's defense is nasty. I cannot wait to see this team. They got a great offensive line. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick can make it work with the help of Ron Rivera and the talent that they do have on the team. So I got the Cowboys. I have a tight division. I got the Cowboys eight and nine. I got Washington at nine wins. I think they can easily flip, but I'm giving the edge to Washington for their defense and my hatred for Mike McCarthy. Okay, so you're staying like with this division being <laughs> you hate you for Mike McCarthy. I love it. So you're staying with this division being pretty crappy. Then uh, you know you you yeah, you're watching. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Nine wins. No, I don't think that. Maybe someone wins ten games. Maybe. So all right, 
right. Nikki, is your hatred for Mike McCarthy getting to my hatred of Matt Patricia type level? Yes, I think <laughs> so. I think so. Because like, I was like, oh, he's going to be coach of the year next year. Totally embarrassed <laughs> me. And he's just, oh, God, I should have known better. He screw up the clock in Green Bay. He's always screwing it up. So uh, I put a lot of blame on him. I don't think he's a great coach. And I think Ron Rivera is a much better head coach. Yeah, Mike McCarthy can do one thing, though. He can hang his hat on a Super Bowl victory, the one I was talking about earlier with Aaron Rodgers, ironically, way back when. What what does it matter now? Does it matter in Dallas? It kind of gives you a little clout. You don't think so? You don't think it gives you a little clout when you're talking in front of your team saying, look, I've been there. I know what it takes to freaking get there. And just a little teaser. Does that strike me as the type of head coach that guys buy into? Like, does that make sense? Like, I feel yeah. like guys buy into like a Ron Rivera. Like, I don't know. Mike McCarthy just, I don't know. I, I don't know. Something about him just, just puts me off of him. But I don't think he's that great of a head coach. Yeah, and plus that ring came in 2010. It's been a while now. All those dudes on that team were like 10, 11, 12 years old. Like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, so they're like, you know, what are you talking about? What have you done for me lately? Yeah. So, yeah, that ring might, you know, be shallow when they try to put it on the table and say, look what I did. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. So, um, yeah, we, we actually got, well, we got Nikki's, but Damien, now we got to figure out what you're doing with your number two. Yeah. So I did go Washington number two. So that means my number one is of course the Dallas Cowboys. I think, I don't think they're a great team, but looking at their schedule, they have an extremely easy schedule. Um, and I think their offense with Dak Prescott, they can carry themselves to 10 wins with that schedule and go 10 and seven, even though that defense, I don't think it's going to be great, but it will be better than last year. It's hard to get worse than it was last year. So I think it'll be better than it was last year. It'll be good enough where they can win games with Dak balling out on offense. I think Dak's going to have an amazing comeback season. Most likely wins comeback player of the year. Um, and with that, Ezekiel Elliott's looking nice with the, you know, losing the weight. Amari yeah. Cooper's looking good. We know they got the weapons on offense and the offensive line looks healthy for the first time in a long time. So if the offensive line is healthy, that offense is going to be major. Defense is okay, good enough. If that defense is like 20th in the league, they're going to win 10 games. So I have them winning the division at 10 and 7. You see, I'm with you. I think the Cowboys win this division. Nikki, I'm with them. I know you got Washington. Um, I got the Cowboys, like I said, and the Giants finishing second, Washington third, Philly fourth. Um, I, I like the Cowboys. I love Dak Prescott. I totally think he's become a major leader and especially – Obviously, on that team, he is the leader of the team. Him and Zeke are best friends. They're tied at the hip. And I think that Zeke is going to have a bounce back year after having his worst season last year. And, yes, the question is their defense. That's why they brought in Dan Quinn. That was the whole point. Bring in Dan Quinn and make Demarcus Lawrence better and make Randy Gregory better and make our rookie Micah Parsons better and Jalen Smith, Kyle uh, Leighton Vander Esch. You know, get these guys in the right spot. Their secondary is what I worry about with Trayvon Diggs, you know, back there. Um, Donovan Wilson, you know, these are not names that, you know, really get you going in the safety and cornerback positions. So they're going to have to rush the passer. And that's what Gregory and Lawrence do really well. So if they scheme up on defense and they're able to do that and rush four, you know, maybe five or whatever it is, they can help the back end. And on offense, you're talking about, look, CD Lambs really started to come on last year. You know what you get out of Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup, to me, is underrated. And the offensive line is now back. You got Tyron Smith back. You got Zach Martin back. You got Lyle Collins back. These guys missed a total, a a collective of 36 games last year. So now they're back. If they stay healthy, look, Dallas is going to roll. Now, 
Dak, obviously, I think he may be getting an MRI on his shoulder from what I hear. So watch the hell out. That's huge because they can't win without him. They cannot yeah, Gary, win without that. Gary Gilbert will not get it done. Time to play my favorite no. game. Who's yeah. your back? <laughs> Who's, Who's your, your back? backup? <laughs> Who's your backup QB? And it's Garrett Gilbert. Do we know oh. anything about Garrett Gilbert? I do not. I know who ate Gilbert's grape, but that's about it. That stupid movie. Back <laughs> I've seen that movie. Oh, man. So, Garrett, you saw that movie? Garrett oh, my Gilbert. God. <laughs> you got to get, like, a bell for me to ring when I've actually seen him. Yeah, movie. I know, right? <laughs> oh, man. So, Garrett Gilbert has been around for a while. Garrett Gilbert's 30 years old. Uh, 6'4", really? Okay. Uh, went to – he's from Austin, from Texas. Austin. Went to University of Texas and SMU, was a six-round pick in 2014 uh, with the Rams. Played for the Rams, Patriots, Lions, Raiders, Panthers, uh, the Orlando Apollos. I wonder what league that is. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Cleveland Browns, and then, of course, Dallas last year and this year. So, Gary Gilbert, your backup. So, if they don't have uh, my man Deck, Gary Gilbert, your guy, that's going to be a little rough. Yeah, listen, uh, Gilbert, what would you say? He may be 6'4". He shrunk in that preseason game. He looked like he was about 4'6". So, I mean, he's yeah, look, they, they really got to hope that he's not the guy. And Dak is, to me, he's, look, he's become one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So you, you want him. And we saw what happened to that offense when he wasn't there with Andy Dalton, QB1 in Chicago. Give me a freaking break with that crap. What a bunch of nonsense. Let's do really quick fantasy questions over here um, for the Cowboys. Give me another guy other than maybe the top Ezekiel Elliott, Damian, you first. You know, who would be your, your top guy? We know that Zeke is, you know, a first round guy in fantasy, but yeah. who would be maybe the second overall guy? Would you look C D Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael um, Gallup behind? Yeah, I would go Amari Cooper after Zeke because Amari Cooper, he put up stats last year without Dak. So you imagine that's gonna be even better this year with Dak and they have those weapons to spread you out. So I think Amari Cooper's going to have a really good year for the Dallas Cowboys, especially fantasy-wise. All right. Nikki, you think Amari Cooper's going to have a better year than CeeDee Lamb? Um, I don't know about better, but um, I agree with you, Jay. I think Michael Gallup is a little underrated. I know everyone's saying his production dropped, but I think that you can attribute that to big quarterback play. So if we have a healthy Dak, I do think that, you know, Hey, Michael Gallup's a good pickup. Why, you know, I would I would draft him. Yeah. And speaking of draft, we got a draft coming up this weekend, uh, don't we? Oh, man, I don't want to give away Why? too much on the show over here. We got to keep it quiet. But, yeah, guys, watch <laughs> out. On Saturday, here we come, live draft action. You'll you'll get the info. It's coming out. And then we have another one on the 29th that, uh, that will be in. So, woo, fantasy football coming around. But, yeah, let's keep it going around. What about um, What about with the Giants? I mean – Saquon, again, we're not going to give away too much information over here, but I'm not going to lie. I would be apprehensive. I think I fucking used that word for the first time in about 12 years just now about taking Saquon Barkley in the first round. I'd be scared, even though I think that he's going to stay healthy. And I'm hoping with them having the Giants that, you know, they would have a good record this year, maybe 10 wins and borderline playoff team. But if not Saquon, then who else, Nikki? Who would you go to? Okay, so I know you said why did they went, go and get Kyle Rudolph. Well, right now, uh, Evan Ingram Evan is the drafted um, tight end, but he's not going to see like 100 targets in this offense anymore. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. But the reason they went and got Kyle Rudolph is because Jason Garrett likes to use the wide tight end, and that 
fits his abilities a lot more. So don't sleep on Kyle Rudolph. He is pumped to be with the Giants. He is jazz, ready to go. I think that um, that would be my sleeper pick. I think he's going to have a good year. Okay. Well, I know it's not Damien's pick. Damien hates Kyle Rudolph. We all know that. From, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a push-off. It was a push-off. It was a push-off. <laughs> it was a push-off. He did. He pushed yeah. off just, just enough to not get it called. But I, I don't know, Dave, what do you think? Darius Slayton, Kenny Galladay, John Ross is now with the Giants. You know, do you, any one of them, or you know, do you, would you go tight end? Or what do you think for this team? Um, I'm gonna go with the rookie. I'm gonna go with Tony Kadarius Tony um, okay. as a sleeper pick for the Giants. I think they're gonna try to use him in major ways. The way he was used in college, a lot of jet sweeps, a lot of screens. He's gonna if you're in a PPR league, he's gonna get a lot of those type of touches where you know you might have a game where he's ten catches but only seventy yards, but in a PPR league. That's great because you know it's ten catches are ten points. So I think that Kadarius Tony to have a good fantasy year. Yeah, he could look. They got a lot of wide receivers over there, and Sterling Shepard, even Dante Pettis. Uh, look, I don't know how you're going to shuffle all those guys around and have them play, but yeah, and their rookie Kadarius Tony. So very interesting. What about Washington? I mean, it doesn't scream fantasy to me, Nikki. But who would you pick out of that team to be your guy? Defense. Defense, yes. That's a good call. I like that. I like that. That is a good call. I would draft their defense, yes. I mean, look, I'm – no, and I I save kicker and and defense for the last round, Damian. But, yeah, I mean, you're going to get some points out of Washington this year. That's pretty good. Yeah. No, their defense is going to be great. That's a really good pick. If I'm going to go offense, I do like J.D. McKissick as like a sleeper pick, their backup running back. Uh, he's somebody who was good at catching out the backfield, getting some touchdowns when gets him gets him down there, and he's able to get that screen pass for five yards and a touchdown, something like that. So I think McKissick, I picked him up as a free agent last year, and he helped me out in a couple of games. Yeah, yeah, he was good for PPR leagues, definitely. You, you know, he had a few yeah. catches and everything per game. So yeah, I like that. You know, a lot of people may say, oh, you know, Terry McLaurin and – yeah, sure. Terry McLaurin. I mean, he's a guy that you want to draft. If Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to get him the ball, but I think that Curtis Samuel may catch more balls than Terry McLaurin this year. He's one of those guys where he's a very intermediate route in between 10 yards, and he's great at running those really short intermediate routes. So Curtis Samuel and PPR, I think, may be a really good one right there. Um, what, which team do we not mention? Oh, Philly. That's right, Philly. Their fantasy action. I mean, geez, well, we went through them. Devonta Smith, we haven't seen anything yet. Jalen Rager's second year. I would probably take Miles Sanders, guys. Uh, Nikki, he would probably be the the one guy I would take because I know that he is excellent out of the backfield catching the ball, and he's an underrated running back. So I I like Miles Sanders. What do you think? All right. Yeah, no, I could see that. Um, If you're in a dynasty league, though, I would maybe go um, the Kenny – what's his name? Yeah, Kenny Gainwell. Um, We'll see. I mean, he might might be something. It might be good to kind of take him, hang on to him. You never know what's going to happen. But other than that, I really – I don't know. Who else are you taking on this team? Yeah, it's it's a little thin. um, But I would go with Travis Fulham. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, last year. Yeah, last year he put up some good stats. And you can see him with a full season with Jalen Hurts really doing some good things, building chemistry there. So I would go with him. All right, not bad, not bad. Uh, yeah, Chris, uh, man, Chris Lewis jumping in saying that Antonio Gibson could be a sleeper this year. He did run pretty well last year. He definitely he did. did. Uh, even J.D. McKissick sharing the, back, sharing the backfield. Um, that could work out pretty well. All right, all right. So we got a little fantasy action in there. And, again, we're having our fantasy draft coming up 
this weekend. And then we have another one in two weekends from now. I think I'm doing that math correct in my head, even though I don't know what freaking day it is anymore. But that's okay. That's okay. I know what time it is right now. Y'all know what time it is? I know what time it is. This beat is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's the Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. It's tricky. 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 It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. We love this stuff. Amazing. Great. It is great. The first lady of of uh podcast that we had her own song. <laughs> they named it after you. They named it after you. Yeah. This is what it's all about right here. And with that, we have knowledge with Nikki. This is where she gets back at us, guys, and she has our fun. Nikki, we're ready to roll. It's your show. What do we got going on this week? All right, so power, um, no, hold on, football power <laughs> index <laughs> released their, you know, percentages of chances of teams going to the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl or winning the division or their win-loss record. So I'm going to give you a team and ask you what percentage chance that FPI has given a partic- particular team for a category. So let's do an example. So I would say to you, FPI is giving the Kansas City Chiefs what percentage chance to win the division? And then you would give me the percent. Okay. okay. I dig it. I like it. I like it. All right. Cool, Nikki. That brain is always working. I love this knowledge with Nikki's stuff. Fetus. <laughs> Fetus. Who's up first this week? I think Let's you're see. up first this week, Jay. I'm up. All right. All right. Here we go. I'm ready, Nikki. Okay, here we go. All right, Jay. FPI is giving the Miami Dolphins what percentage chance to make it to the conference championship game? 2%. D? I'm going to go 15. 12.3. Oh, that's a point, right? Yeah, that's pretty damn close. That's a point. All right. (laughs) He's got a point to start it off. All right. I love it. He's one for one. That is close. All right, Jay, number two, FPI is giving the Atlanta Falcons what percentage chance to make it to the divisional round of the playoffs? Based on that last one, I would say 10%. D? It should be zero. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to go with 5%. Jay, give it to you. It was 9.2. Oh, wow. oh yeah. all right. I'll take it. <laughs> Ooh, we're all tied up. We're only two questions in. How about Finally. that? Look at this. All right, Jay. Number three. FPI is giving the Rams what percentage chance to make it to the Super Bowl? I would say 6%. D? I'm going to go 30. 10.3. Oh, 10.3. Okay. All right. Last one for you, Jay, unless you, unless you steal from D here we go. FPI is predicting the Arizona Cardinals win loss record will be what? Nine and eight. D. I'm going to go eight and nine. Eight and nine. 
Oh, oh, nice. Right on the nose, man. Good. God, you got yeah. it. <laughs> Two to one D so far. All right. All nice. right. Nice job. D, you ready? Yes, ma'am. Okay. FPI is giving the Chicago Bears what percentage chance to make the playoffs? Mm, this is tricky. People forget they were a playoff team last year. Um. Right. I'm going to go with 20%. Jay? And this is to make the playoffs? Just to make the playoffs, yep. I will say 20, 23%. Ah, Jay, give it to you, 25. Ah, uh, right. uh, your price is right at me. My price right your ass, <laughs> right back at you. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Chris said 20% for bears. He's jumping in over there. I love it. I love it. Close. Really close. All right, D, number two. FPI is predicting that the Cincinnati Bengals win-loss record will be what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 6 and 11. Jay? Yeah, I'm going to go 5 and 12. Well, I don't know what to do here. 7 and 10. Seven and ten. I'm taking closer. You're yeah, the you judge. Okay. All right. He is. Closer. He gets the point. He gets the point. That is true. D is they had, really. They had him that much, huh? Wow. Yeah. In that division too. Yeah. What? Wow. Well, they, they agree with Nikki because Nikki had him third in the division. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Nikki knows all. Maybe you could call me the sports profit. We'll see how this. <laughs> You've definitely freaking nailed a lot of a lot of good calls, a lot of good picks yeah. in the in your without a doubt, without a doubt. We will see. All right, D. Uh, number three, FPI is giving the Chargers what percentage chance to win the division? Oh, win a division. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say. I'm going to say 10%. Jay? I'm going to say it's probably more like in the 19% area. 11.4. So, D. Oh, nice, man. (laughs) Killing it. Killing it. All right, D, last one for you. FPI is giving your Saints what percentage chance to win the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, it's not going to be high this year. Um, I'm going to say uh, – I'm going to go 7%. Jay? I'm going to go 4%. Two. Oh, Jay got that one. Jay, Jay, yep, for sure. <laughs> Four to three, D. That was a nice game. Right? You killed it, though, this week, man. You got a couple oh, right on the dot. Way to go. Nikki, great question. <laughs> Always, I love yeah, that was that was fun right there. Great questions by Nikki as always. I don't know where she gets that, guys. <laughs> All right, wait, we're starting to pick up a little steam over here as the NFL season rolls along. Getting we're getting some more of these right now. All right, feeling good, feeling good. <laughs> once again, knowledge with Nikki. Nobody does it better. Unbelievable. Thank you, Nikki, once again coming up with those questions. She does it every week, and we don't know what's coming. And this week, yeah, she brought some NFL action and some uh, percentages and win-loss records. That was really fun. I like that. I like that. I have a little fun to close out the show. What do you say with a little dinner fight club action, huh, guys? Let's go. Let's do it. All right. I say let's do this bad boy. Let's get this bad boy going. All right. Um, I got one. I got one. 
Okay. All right, but we've been talking about quarterbacks all show long, so I'm going with the three best quarterbacks in the league right now and what you would do, dinner fight club. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Patrick Mahomes. Nikki, mm-hmm. what are you doing with these three? <laughs> well, <laughs> the other two can go away. I'll just take Tom Brady, so I don't take, really care. Yeah, take him forever, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, but I'll you don't want him to get in a fight. You don't want to ruin that pretty face of his, right? Of course not. Yeah, no, no, no. We're not going to get in a fight. Uh, we're going to go to dinner, <laughs> maybe. Uh, so Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady for dinner. Yeah. Uh, what else do we do? So you got me all. Who I don't even know who else you said. We got Rodgers and Mahomes. Okay. Um, I think Mahomes in a club and, I don't know, Rodgers can get in a fight because I don't really like him. <laughs> Let him get his head busted up. All right, so Nikki's got no problem with Aaron Rodgers getting his ass kicked in the street fight. Damien, what do you think is going with these three? Rodgers, Brady, and Mahomes. Oh man. Well, I feel like if you put ketchup on your steak, you have to be able to fight. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Mahomes in a fight. Uh and he then I'm yeah, on the on the State Farm commercials. I don't know if he does it in real life. Oh. <laughs> but if he does, shame on him. Um, but <laughs> so I'm taking Mahomes in a fight. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go clubbing with Brady because in my single dates he would help bring the, the ladies, you know. So I'm gonna bring Brady to the club and then I'm gonna go have dinner with Aaron Rodgers because I do like Rodgers' interviews when he does it with somebody he's comfortable with, like when he does it with Pat McAfee. Yeah. He's really interesting and really opens up. So I think it'd be a good conversation. I like that. I, I would definitely do the dinner with Rogers. He's a really interesting guy. He's a complex fellow and he can talk about a whole bunch of stuff and he did Jeopardy. So we know he's smart. So I would like that intellectual conversation. I'd probably, I, yeah, I, I'd probably go with Brady to the club. I mean, that guy has loosened the hell up since he got out of New England. I don't know he, what the, yeah. the cold weather was way up his ass. And then he got <laughs> and just started steaming out the hotness, man. Freaking, he just, he's throwing Super Bowl trophies all over the place. He's never been happier in his life. So, uh, yeah. And Mahomes um, in a fight. Yeah. He's young enough. I think that he can definitely handle himself. So I like that right there. I'll do that. All right. That's one down. Uh, who's up? D, you, you ready? You got one? Yeah, I got one. So right. both of you guys watch Manifest, right? And I, yeah. I, just, I just started, I'm like in the middle of season one. But I wanted to pick three people from the show, then a fight club. All right. Got Ben Stone, Grace Stone, Michaela Stone, then a fight club. Let's start with Jay on this one because Nikki's thinking hard over there. <laughs> <laughs> we had Ben Stone, Michaela Stone, and who was the other one? Grace Stone, his wife. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Um, Ben Stone's pretty scrappy. So, you know, you know what? Now, Michaela's a cop. She knows how to fight. So, I'm going to take her. I'm gonna, yeah, Michaela can fight. I'm, she's a cop. So, she's going to have my back right there. Uh, I'll do. I'm going to the club with Gray. I, I, you know, she she's be happy. I know, that, you know, when things happen, she lost a family for five years. She got a boyfriend. She went out there. So, she knows how to play the game. So, I'm down with that. And Ben Stone. I'll talk to him about all his crazy conspiracy theories and all his concepts and what's going on with Manifest because that boy be bugging the hell out in that <laughs> show. You watch the wait till you see more of this crap. So that's where I would go. Uh, Nikki, what would you do? Yeah, um, I think definitely Michaela in a fight. Uh, I don't want to listen to Ben and his theories <laughs> at dinner, at, you know, at all. So I would take him to the club because he he's got to loosen up. Like he needs a couple drinks. <laughs> 
my man. Like, wow. And yeah, I'll, no, Grace is a um, isn't she a chef or a cook? She so is. she can make yeah. me dinner. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you things. go. Yeah, yeah. No, that's you a just good get call out of pain on but no, that's a good call on Grace. She'll definitely, if she doesn't cook it, she'll know where to go to get good food. So I'll yeah. go with her to dinner. Uh, I definitely need Ben to loosen up. So you take him to the club, get some drinks in him. And like you said, Michaela's a cop. She knows how to handle herself in fights. So I'm going to go that way, that way too. Well done, D. I like that right there. That was good. That was good. Didn't see that one coming. Didn't see that coming. Just like that five years that they missed. All right. What do you got, Nikki? <laughs> All right, so I got something. It's dinner fight club, but a little different. Okay, so one of your parents, one of your grandparents, aunt or uncle, and then one of your siblings and or a best friend if you don't have a sibling. And for wow. like for dinner fight club, yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. So. Let, me, let me get this down. Okay. <laughs> So it was a grandparent or like aunt or uncle. You had any of yeah, those in there? Yeah, have a grandparent. Yeah, that would be one. One of your parents and then one of your siblings. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm taking moms out to dinner because she deserves the best. There's no question about it. So moms is getting dinner. Mm-hmm. Done deal right there. Um, I'll take in a fight. I'll take my uncle Ira, who has passed on right now, but still with me. You know, he's still with me now. He was a scrappy dude. He was in the military and he definitely knew his, that he would always teach me these moves and he would twist me into a fucking pretzel. I swear to God, before <laughs> I knew what the hell was going on. So he, he was a tough ass motherfucker. So I will take him yeah. um, in a fight. And my only sibling, Dana, I definitely would not leave her out. My sister, she can come to the club. She's a lot of fun. She has 5,000 fucking friends. It's ridiculous. And people... <laughs> She's a trainer. She does piercings. She she knows the entire fucking state of New York. So she can come to the club and she would fucking have a ball. We'd have a great time. So there you go. That's mine. Very fun. Um, for me, I'm going to take my dad to the club. He knows how to have a good time. He's not like going out every night, but when he does, he's going to have a good time when he goes out. I think I've told you guys the stories about Vegas and double Patron shots to start the day. So he definitely knows how to have a good time. He'll have a good time in the club. Uh, in a fight, I'm going to take, uh, I have a, my cousin Nettie. Uh, she, in when she was younger, she was known for beating up people. She, she, I remember like one time, one time my aunt had to go pick her up because she had two, two boys in a headlock in elementary school. <laughs> so yeah, I'll take my cousin Nettie wow. in a fight. And uh for for dinner, I'm gonna take my my aunt Courtney. Uh she was like she was the young aunt that was like the young cool aunt when I was growing up. So I'll take her to dinner. So yeah, my aunt Courtney for dinner, my dad to the club, and my cousin Nettie in a fight. Very nice. And from the one who made it up, Nikki, can't wait to hear yours. Um, yeah, I'm definitely taking my sister to the club. She's like my best friend in the whole world. Um, I'm going to take my grandma to dinner and I am for sure taking my dad in a fight. 100%. percent i I'm taking my dad in a fight. Yep. Yeah, my dad would definitely be there in a backup also with in no doubt. I mean, he was, there's, I've been told that he was like a bully when he was younger. Now I don't like bullies, but you know what? I guess he could fight, you know, my pop. I don't know. <laughs> Def- yeah, definitely tell. Like, I still jacked when he was younger. Like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely taken. You know how dads are very protective of their daughters. So for sure, yeah. taking dad in a fight. 
My, my dad's in his late 60s. I remember it was about 10 years ago when he was in his late 50s or just turning, turning 60. And I arm wrestled him and he fucking squashed me. I couldn't believe yeah. in that. He was like an arm wrestling like champion, like in the neighborhood, not for, like for real, for real. But yeah. like, was, like nobody, <laughs> nobody, could, nobody could beat him. And I'm like, yeah, dad, I can kick him. I'm like, I'm, and I was 30 years old at the time. Like, I can beat you. No freaking problem. Man whooped me. So that old man strength is real. Even when you, you know, you're 60 plus, man, unbelievable. So, yeah, shout out to you, Pops, right there. Um, I got another one for you guys. Uh, let's go a little into the world of craziness and go Superman, Batman, and Spider-Man. Mm. Those are my three. Mm. So we got Batman, his utility belt, he's rich. Superman is, like, ridiculous. And Spider-Man, scrappy young fella. I don't know. What do you yeah. guys think? Uh, I'm going to take Spider-Man in the fight because Spider-Man doesn't really have anything that's as far as his weakness. I'll be scared to take Superman because what if the thieves have kryptonite? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Okay>. Superman's <laughs> done. He can't do anything now. All that superpower is gone. Um, and then I would take I'll take Superman to the club just because he could do like some interesting things, bring girls over like uh, just fly in the air for two seconds and girls like, oh my god it's superman <laughs> <laughs> and, they'll, and they'll come over and then i'll take batman to dinner because he has the money i can get like a 500 hundred dollar steak on him yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so batman for dinner superman in the club spider-man in the fight that's well done brother that is well <laughs> done right there all right nikki can you top it what do you got no i can't but yeah okay so okay i'll take batman to dinner um, yeah, Spider-Man, does he shoot the webs out and stuff? <laughs> yes. I'll take him in a fight. Yeah, I don't, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, sure, Superman in the club. I, I don't know. Yeah, you said- You bring all the guys around. It's all about, you guys just, you care. <laughs> Your club picks are just about how many girls can- can be brought oh, to you. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's- <laughs> As we know, it's all about ratio, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, it's all about the ratio. <laughs> That's why I would take Batman to the club because he's going to get the VIP box and everything like that. And freaking every with all the girls be like, oh, what's going on up there? Let him in. Open the fucking rope. Let's go. <laughs> all right. VIP city, baby. So that's why I would do that. And I totally agree. If, if there's kryptonite, we're fucked. So I can't have <laughs> Superman backing me up. So I will take him to dinner and just learn about, you know, planet Krypton and all the shit that goes on over there. And uh, yeah, Spider-Man, he doesn't have any weaknesses. He can web everybody up and just tie him up in two seconds. We're done. And then he can go to his playpen. He's not even allowed in the club. He's too freaking young. You know, <laughs> yeah. so I can't bring him there. It's impossible. What else does he do? So he shoots the webs. But what else does he do? He's but he strong also, as a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. He's super strong. Can okay. tie you up in the web super fast. Like he has, Spider-Man doesn't really have a weakness unless you have somebody who can find out how to like be as strong or as agile as him, but he doesn't really have weaknesses at all. Yeah, he really doesn't, except oh, for the right. young. I'm, I'm glad you brought up a superhero because I had a, a, a who's most likely, and one of them was who is most likely to play the role of a superhero in a movie? Ooh. Oh, I think that'll be you. Me? I think that'll be you. Yeah. I think you play. Like, I know, but you would be like the badass superhero in the movie, like Scott Johansson and Black Widow or something like that. All right. Yeah, I, I can see it, Nick. 
<laughs> I, I can see it, Nikki. You know, you, you got the you got the nice blonde hair. You know, I can see it flowing out of the you know a helmet of a motorcycle or something, and you're fucking going badass down the street. Next thing you know, you're hopping to a freaking truck, you're, you're kicking the shit out of everybody. I, I yeah, Nikki, I, I can see that. I can definitely see that. You would yeah. be a superhero like Captain Marvel. You just have all the freaking powers, and nobody can stop you. Haha! <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Okay. Right? You know, but if there was like a different type of superhero, I think Jason could play Inspector Gadget. Yeah. Like, I think I could really see that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> feel like a super detective. I, <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Sure. Uh, did we have any more for this week? Yeah, I got one more. This one's going to be tough. All right. All right. So we're going to get back into sports. We're going to get into some talking heads here. We got Skip Bayless, Max Kellerman, Boy. and Colin Cowherd. Oh, God. <laughs> Dinner Fight Club. <laughs> Skip, <laughs> you know, not literally, but like, no, pass on all of it. No, <laughs> I can't. I skip. I look, he's really smart and he knows what he's talking about, but he drove me up a wall and he still does sometimes just watching him. So it would be hard to do, do anything, but I know he keeps himself in really good shape. I know that he is, you know, getting up there in age, but I'll take him in a fight because I'm not worried about, like, you know, like Nikki said, if you get your head busted up, no big freaking deal. So I would take Skip in a fight. Um, Colin is really interesting. I got to tell you, he's one of the more interesting guys on radio. I don't want to get into it too much right now, but it's hard for a one-person audience to capture. He's got Joy, who is great, who does the, sh- does the show with him. But Colin, for three hours, keeps you interested because he knows a lot, not just about sports, but the business aspect of it. And, and you know, he's got he's like zeitgeist. He's got his, you know, finger on the pop culture. So I guess that would leave me with uh, – Max in the club. He's still young. He's fairly good looking, so he can maybe attract a couple of broads. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, I'm sorry. I had to say broads like a 1985 term. Broads, <laughs> these birds. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Chris would do Colin for dinner and Max to the club. Yeah, I, I'm agreeing with him. I'm agreeing with him. <laughs> that, that's good. So, what, what, what would you think? Uh, Nikki doesn't want to have anything to do with any of these people. So, what would you do? Could not listen to Skip Bayless through dinner. There's no freaking <laughs> way. No way. I'm with you. No, that would be tough listening to Skip for a whole dinner. Um, but I'm going to have to take Max in a fight because Max has the boxing background oh, okay. and is really into the boxing. So, I'll take Max in a fight just because he, he would know what to do in a fight. Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah, he definitely would. Yeah, he would know. Uh, I'm gonna go with Skip to the club because Skip has this like, for some reason, has to drip. I don't know what it is with Skip. For some reason, every once in a while, you'll see these videos of him in Jordans and dressing up and whatnot. So I'm like, all right, I'll take Skip to the club. And in the club, I can't hear him, so it's it's fine. I don't have to listen to him say anything. I can't hear what he's saying. And then, like you said, Colin's very interesting. Yeah. I would love to have a conversation. Like I do my show the way he does his. So I would hope to be as good as he is one day at being a one-man show. So I'll definitely listen to him and take some advice on that. It's really, really hard to do a one-man show. You're not talking to anybody. I know he has guests yeah. and everything like that, obviously, but yeah. he, he I'm telling you, he's one of those guys who really just captures you. And there's not many who did that. Uh, Nikki, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Mike Francesa. You know, he was yeah, one of the, he did a one-man show for like six hours long. You know, and he, bag. that's probably an unpopular <laughs> opinion, especially in this area. But I can't stand him. Yeah, I know. I know he was. You know what? Watching him on TV and listening to him on the radio, I couldn't stand it. But I met him in person one day at the mall. 
And he couldn't be nicer. I was shocked. He was like the nicest guy. I'm like, oh, wow, look at that. So it's kind of hard to judge. But, yeah, he was a rough ass on the radio. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. I mean, um, you know, Greeny does a two-hour show, but he's got yeah. other people with him. Um, you know, Barton Hahn or whatever, you know, and then they get their guests. Yeah. You know, other shows like that that you listen to on the radio, but doing it, you know, one person and, you know, having a sidekick, which is great. But yeah, Colin, I got to give it to him, man. He really does a hell of a job. And, you know, he's not on ESPN and he's got a, a hell of a name for himself. And he, he it's amazing. So, yeah, got to give it up to them. And especially the ones, you know, who went to journalism school and did all that stuff and paid their dues and was a beat writer and covered this minor league, uh, you know, baseball team and, you know, yeah. this college team and then moved up. You know, I have respect for that, you know, when people do that. So I'm with it. I like it. That was good right there. I think that was the closeout or did we have one more? I, I'm out. I don't have any more. No, I'm out. Nikki, you gave your last one too, right? Yep. All right. So why don't we give our names and where we can find us in another Wednesday night in the books. And next week, it's going to be NFC North. So we're going to talk more about Aaron Rodgers, the Packers, Justin uh, Fields. He's going to get in. Yeah, Nikki, shake her head. She don't want to hear anything <laughs> about it. Giants, Giants all the way. But I, I won up these guys over here. Nikki, I'm more high on your Giants than you are this year. I'm thinking that defense and if Daniel Jones can – have that record and do what he did with Saquon Barkley. I like it this year. I do. So, Nikki, you got Washington winning that division. Me and D got Dallas. So we think that they're going to the playoffs. But is there another playoff? Before we close out, is there another playoff team in that division? Nikki, you had Washington at nine and eight. So you don't have another playoff team in that division, I can imagine, right? No, I don't think so. No. D, do you see another team making it in that division? You have Washington in second. Do you think that they can sneak in? No, I got them missing the playoffs barely. Yeah, you see, I got Dallas, and, you know, I'm not giving my final prediction yet, but I sure as hell think the Giants can be a team that can squeak around 10 wins and possibly get that six or seven seed. I really do. I have a lot of faith in the Giants this year, and they closed out last year pretty darn well. You know, they finished seven and nine when they were one and six at a time. So, I don't know. I'm pretty high on the Giants. And, again, Dallas Cowboys defense, the reason why I have them – you know, in first place, D is because I think that, again, how much worse they, can they get? But bringing in Dan Quinn, I think that it's going to get together. And wait till you watch, you know, more of this uh, hard knocks. Micah Parsons, you know, is a hell of a freaking player, man. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably going to watch tonight, and then I'm going to make sure that I watch the other one live on Tuesday. Yeah, we saw in the in the Hall of Fame game, Micah Parsons, put, you know, had a few tackles. Um, He only put, like, three series, recovered a fumble. That's the thing. We know Dallas is going to score points, but – you know, can they prevent them? And But Nikki, again, stick with Ryan Fitzpatrick and that Washington football team and that great defense they got over there. We shall see more to come next week. Before we get out of here, let's tell you where we're at and what we're doing. Nikki, Nick, what's happening? What's happening? More reality TV until yeah. September. D, I see you liking the reality TV tweets. I appreciate it. <laughs> Are you all caught up on Below Deck? No, I still got to catch up. I've been behind on that. Oh no! What were you? Tw- what did you? New York? What were you watching? You were watching something this week. Yeah, I think my wife was watching uh, Housewives of New York. And I, was I gotta talk to your wife one day. We gotta- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys will definitely be talking all day about your reality TV shows. Yes, I love it. Maybe um, she and I should start a podcast. That would be fun. It oh. would. It'll be, it'll be very funny. You guys will be very funny together. <laughs> That's that's interesting. That would be cool. Yeah, we'll have to have a segment one day and bring her in. That'd be perfect. Oh, yeah, that would be so fun. Yeah, we got to do that. 
Definitely. I'll um, see if she's yeah. down. You guys can um, find me at Nikki Nick 9384. It's reality TV until a few more weeks before I start losing my shit on the Giants. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm excited for our draft on Saturday. So let me just tell you, there's a lot of trash talking going on in this group chat. Oh, yeah. I think me and LaDonna are going to take you all down. So keep it coming. Keep going. Come on, trash talk. Come on. See, that's what I, I save my trash talk until I actually hold up the trophy at the end. I'll, I'll save it. <laughs> I'll let my players do the talking for me. D, you're commissioning this shit, man, on Saturday. I can't wait for it, bro. Yeah, I'm super excited. My first time being the commissioner of a fantasy football league. I wanted to put one together for podcasters. And we got a really good group of podcasters that like to talk. A lot of confident guys and women in our group that we're going to have this league with that starts on Saturday. I'm super excited for the draft and we're going to do a video and also I'll post the audio to my podcast feed, the real deal with Damian Adams. You can catch my podcast each and every week. Uh, We're going to be talking NFL, NBA and boxing. Uh, Definitely going to be covering the fact that Errol Spence won't be fighting Manny Pacquiao. Now I'm super sad about that, Uh, but people are sleeping on you guys. The guy who's going to be replacing Errol Spence. He's no joke. He can and maybe will beat Manny Pacquiao. And we'll talk about that uh, this week on the show. So make sure you subscribe to The Real Deal with Damian Adams on whatever podcast platform you like to listen to. And follow me at The Real Deal WDA. You'll get my randomness, just random basketball stuff, random football stuff. Uh, every once in a while, just random show stuff. I don't do tweets on reality TV, but I do see what Nikki's doing whenever I'm watching it live. So go ahead and follow her and follow me at The Real Deal, W-D-A. Yep, they both can't miss this, man. Listen, Nikki getting like thousands of likes on, on what she says <laughs> and what she's tweeting. Damien, you know, when you do, whether it's five minutes or 50 minutes or 100, whatever it is, man, you're always killing it, bro. I love your show. It's freaking great, and it's rising up in popularity, man, and it, it'll it'll keep soaring, man. You just keep doing your thing. My name is Jason Fearman, humbly with the two of these guys. I could not do it without them. The third and three podcast every Wednesday. We're going to finish our divisions coming up in a, in a couple of weeks before the season gets started, and then we got our predictions every week. We're going to do our fantasy every week where we pick a quarterback, a wide receiver, a running back, and a defense. Then we can't use them anymore. It's a lot of fun. You guys can get in on the game and have fun with us. Can't wait for this action that we got coming up. It's all going to be happening, what, September 7th or 9th or whatever it is when the season kicks off. Fantasy action this Saturday. I'm not going to talk a bunch of shit, but I am going to kick your ass, even though Chris is saying <laughs> the three of us are going to lose this league. We'll see, Chris. All right? I'll see you on <laughs> Wow. Yeah, Chris, we'll see about this. Yeah, yeah, bring it on. I can't wait. I'm not giving any of my damn secrets away. All right, I can't <laughs> wait to roll with this. D, it's going to be a lot of fun. I will see you guys on Saturday in the 3rd and 3 podcast back on Wednesday. We're out of here. Peace. Bye.